business rock stars. Kelly Kennedy here. And today I wanted to introduce you to my business, Capital Business Development, where we don't just see businesses. We see your potential to change the world. We see your passion, your dedication, and drive to do something extraordinary. And we're here to help you bring that vision to life. At Capital Business Development, we understand that behind every business is a visionary, someone with the determination to make a difference. Whether you're a startup with a big idea or an established company aiming to expand your impact, we're here to support you every step of the way. Our mission goes beyond traditional business development. We're committed to nurturing your dreams and empowering you to achieve greatness. From strategic planning and networking to hands-on support and personalized coaching, we provide the tools and guidance you need to succeed. So if you're ready to transform your vision into reality, look no further than Capital Business Development. Visit us today at www.capitalbd.ca to learn more about how we can help you unleash your potential to change the world. Your dreams matter. Let's make them happen together. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Welcome to episode 63 of the Business Development Podcast. And today we're chatting community questions. It's community questions September 2023. Stay tuned. The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is the Business Development Podcast, based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome to the Business Development Podcast. And now your expert host, Kelly Kennedy. Hello, welcome to episode 63 of the Business Development Podcast. My gosh, it is it just blows my mind. It never ceases to blow my mind the rate at which this show is growing. I honestly, I cannot believe that we are at 63 episodes already. It feels like yesterday that I was just recording my 10th episode. For basically the past, I want to say like three weeks I've been learning the process of uploading things to YouTube because I somehow have never used YouTube in my life in that way. So <laughs> trying to figure out how to put the business development podcast as an audiogram on YouTube in their podcast section because, well, we're a podcast and we belong there. So I'm working on that process and it's so cool because I'm getting to really go back through the episodes to do it. I get to kind of go all the way one through 63 or whatever, by whatever it is by that time. Um... And it's really cool to go back and see some of kind of the older shows that we did. And my gosh, you guys know, if you've listened to this show from the beginning, there's been a lot of improvement in this show. I am the first to admit that when I started doing this podcast, you know, I was really winging it and learning as I went. And uh, the quality of this show has definitely improved since the beginning, but it's still so amazing to go back and look at some of those original guest episodes that we had as well. And I just want to give like a gigantic thank you to a couple of guests in particular, McKinley Highland and Deanna Keen for really being our first two, two guests and trusting me to do that uh, even when I was learning and, and just kind of 
trying it for the first time. So it's uh, it's cool to go back, though, and see all those and, and realize now that in just seven months, we've done 63 episodes and um, we're still going. We're still clipping along and we're growing faster than ever. I can actually not believe the rate at which this show is growing now. Um, definitely got some legs over the past couple months and I've really started to take off. And if you're listening to the show and, and it's because of you, because it really is, I appreciate you immensely. Thank you so much for telling your friends, your family, your colleagues, for liking, sharing, following, and leaving us amazing reviews. All of those things are helping. All of those things allow us to take this show to the next level. And that's what I want to be. I want to be the best business development show, period. That is what I want for the Business Development Podcast. Because why not? We need more business development. We just do. And it's something that every business needs. And it's not talked about enough. And I really hope to advocate and shout from the rooftops because business development is amazing. And every business needs it. And every business needs to know how to do it effectively. So today, I get to do one of my favorite episodes. I get to do community questions again. So thank you to everybody who sent me community questions over the last month. Guys, I love this segment. I want to do it more. If you guys get any business development-oriented questions and you want to ask an expert, shoot them in. I would love to answer them. I will mention you. I will make sure that you know that it's you I'm talking to. And hopefully, we can address the world's business development questions because we all have them and there's no stupid questions. And I want to do this more. I want to be able to directly answer your questions because I know we talk generally about it, but sometimes it can be different when it's you and your business and your specific problem. So we're definitely going to keep working on that to try to do that a little better. We had a record day yesterday. We had the best day in the entire life of the Business Development Podcast for total downloads. We had like 353 downloads in a total day. Um, And I know that doesn't sound like much, but in the world of business podcasting, it's actually a ton. It is a ton to get 300 plus downloads in a day. Um, And, you know, we're working. We're working to improve those numbers. And, you know, I'm sure one day I'll look back at this and be like, Wow, like just like I look back at at our total downloads when I was super excited when we hit 500 and now, you know, we're we're coming in at 80,000, right? It's it's all relative. But in this moment, at seven months, to be able to do 350 downloads in a total in a single day is, is crazy. And even in the last seven days, in the last seven days alone, we've had 2,577 downloads in seven days. That just blows my mind for the growth of this show. It's just crazy. Like I said, I remember hitting our first 500, and I think that was at a month of doing this show. And I was so excited and so happy, and we celebrated that then. And now, yeah, we're, we're quickly approaching the 80,000 downloads mark. And after that, it won't be long till we're surpassing 100,000, I'm sure. So it's coming along, and it's coming along because of you guys. So thank you so much. I also wanted to take a minute and uh, give a gigantic thank you to Micah Slavins. He was with uh, Lyft Interactive, episode 62, Focus on Clarity. If you guys have questions regarding web design, Micah's websites are some of the best I've ever seen. Lyft Interactive does absolutely stunning work. And I mean that stunning work. All you have to do is go to their website and check it out. But some of the stuff they do is so cool. If you guys need new websites, and I don't care whether you're a small company or a gigantic corporation or a city or a town, you need to check out Micah. They do amazing things. Lyft Interactive. Okay. 
Well, I guess we can really just get into it then, huh? Well, (laughs) it is episode 63. It is Community Questions, September 2023. And let's start this out. David Steffen wrote in to me and he asked, how is business development different when selling services um, versus a product? He says that they make machines, but their real product is the engineering service that they provide. So even though they make machines and they sell machines, the main product or the main service of their business is selling engineering services. Is there a difference? Well, you guys know I recently did a show on this because I thought, you know, it had been like the 50th time that I'd gotten that question. So it was time to just do an entire show. But if you didn't listen to that show, we're going to do a little recap. So as you know, David, there's not a huge difference in it, right? Business development is about building interest. You have to build interest. And it doesn't matter whether it's a product or a service. I think maybe some of the ways that we build interest in a product versus a service is different, but the job itself is always the same. That's the best thing about business development. And it's something that I absolutely love. And the longer I've done this, the more I've recognized that business development is business development is business development. It doesn't matter whether you're selling, like I said, a $100 widget or a billion dollar widget. The job is the same. You have to build interest in that product or service. You have to then take that interest into a meeting, into a product demo, and then you need to ask for an RFP, RFQ, get on a vendor list, and and ultimately send a proposal for that product, right? You can't sell anything without proposal. It doesn't matter whether it's a product or a service. So there's a lot of synergies. There's a lot of synergies between them. I would say, David, the biggest difference between the two is that both of them, I suppose you have to try them, right? Like anything, you really have to see how it is for you. You know, one service may be great for one customer, but maybe not great for the other. And really, sometimes it's hard to tell unless they try it out and see if it works well for them in their business. Um, A product is really the same. You sell products by demoing them, by letting the customer touch them, feel them, utilize them, dream about them, think about how they will improve their business, right? But it's like anything, you need them to try it. So in my opinion, and kind of like I got into in that last episode is when you're selling a service, the client knows they need it. Um, You have to make it compelling enough for them to try your service. And then you have to deliver on that service. You have to actually do what you say you're going to do, do it well. and, And then you'll have a customer for life, really. Like for the most part, that's how that works. With the product side of it, they same thing. You need to get them into a room. You need to build interest then you need to invite them to try it. You need to say, hey, look, I have this product. And, and you know, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can do free demos. You can do demo days. You can offer them different incentives to try it. But the reality is with a product, with a physical item that you can touch, feel, love, they need to use it. They need to give it a go, right? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate this back to car sales. When I started car sales, you guys know how I feel about this. But anyways, back in the day, you did not sell a car without having them drive that thing for like a solid 40 minutes and and love it and try out everything and dream about it and think about how would our life be in this car. That is still to this day how car sales is done. And it's no different for your product or service, whether you're selling robots, whether you're selling software. When you have something that you need your customer to 
to buy, what you really need them to do is to think about how they're going to utilize it. How, how can we integrate this into our life? And even better, if you can give them the opportunity to integrate it into their day-to-day to test how that works for them. If it works for them and the price is right, you're going to sell your product. That's the really the big difference. There's not The answer is there's not a lot of difference. There's not a lot of difference. Products versus services, business development is the same. Follow Follow business development principles. Make sure that you're being consistent about it. Make sure that you're leading it to face-to-face meetings and and then and then obviously uh, a demo day or an opportunity for the customer to try your product if you're selling products and then ask for an order, right? You can't sell anything unless you ask for that order. So, lead it down the lead it down the process, ask for the order, rinse and repeat and you will find success. Okay. Thank you David. I really appreciate that question. The next few questions we have are from Chris Eklund, who is a a consistent contributor to the show. And Chris, I appreciate you greatly. Thank you so much for participating in Community Questions. He has a few questions today, and uh, we'll start with, how do we track progress in the most efficient way? Um, In this case, he was kind of chatting about CRMs. He was asking, how do we we track the progress um, down the CRM? Well, his problem was is that he couldn't find analytics in his CRM. I, I don't know if you did, Chris. We chatted back and forth about this briefly because I knew you needed a, an answer faster um, than I could give it to you with community questions. <laughs> so we had chatted briefly, but I'm not sure if he did. But in, in his CRM system, for whatever reason, he was struggling to find the analytics feature to be able to track his progress with regards to his inputting of, uh, of persons and, and what else and his progress on deals. Um, every CRM I've ever used, Chris, in one way or another had a, a, an insights feature, I guess you would call it. That's what they call it in Pipedrive. But really, it's a reporting system. And you can go in and you can scale it by like this week. How many people did we input into the Pipedrive? How many people did we move to the various stages? What companies are in the various stages? Um, this should all be very common in every single CRM. If it is not, I would highly suggest maybe it's time to start shopping around and testing some out that have a good reporting feature because um, I track this information at Capital for all of our clients and I actually give them weekly reports and I I, I get the data for, for the weekly reports by going into that insights feature on Pipedrive, by searching out how many contacts did we add this week, what companies did they work for, what are the new inputs, um, you know, how many people did we call, all of that stuff is findable inside of inside of Pipedrive with regards to the reports. So, um, insights reports on your CRM, get familiar with it, learn to use it. If it doesn't have one, I've never seen one that doesn't. So. Uh, let me know. I would love to know if your CRM does not have a reporting feature where you can track this information um, and let me know which ones they are. So maybe I can like not recommend them <laughs> because modern day, we definitely need statistics and data and all CRM should offer this feature in one way or another. Okay. So just to give you an idea, Chris, yes, that that's, I'm tracking all of our data for our weekly reports by pulling that data out of Pipedrive utilizing their insights feature, which gives me access to a whole bunch of parameters that I can search to make sure that I'm getting all the data for that week for my customer. Okay. Uh, The next question he had was, 
what AI social media post generator are you using? You talk about AI, you talk about using it to create posts, but you haven't talked about it. Um, I haven't talked about it primarily, Chris, because they're changing on a weekly basis <laughs> and we are, we're adapting, we're trying them out. Um, the one that I had been talking about at that time was called Predis AI. And if you are new to social media post creation or just you're not like amazing at it, it's not what you love to do and you just need something that's quick, dirty and easy that creates great looking posts, yeah, 100%. Um, Predis.ai, Chris, is the one that uh, we were using at that time. I have actually now switched over to Canva. Um, me and Cole have gotten really good at using Canva and, and the, the ability to create multiple types of designs that are, um, yes, they're, they're more intensive. They're not immediate. They're not AI per se generated on the same level. But I would argue that right now, Canva is probably one of my favorite options with regards to creating social social items. And I think I think the tools on it are amazing. It has a learning curve. It is not Predis. Um, Predis is really, you can hop in there. You can create some nice posts in like five, 10 minutes really easily. But you're limited a little bit because they only have so many templates to choose from. Where Canva, it's like the sky's the limit. They have so many, so many different templates, so many different options. I as well, I'm not amazing at um, at social media design. Thank God Cole is. Cole's great, and he builds us some amazing stuff. But um, yeah, I would I would argue we're trying new ones regularly. I'm not set in stone on any of them, Chris. But if you wanted to try one that's quick and dirty and easy, uh, Predis, give it a go. They have a free trial. It, doesn't take too long. It's uh, it's kind of neat to use. It really is using AI for a lot of it. And I would definitely say try that, see how it fits, but be open to other avenues. And as you get better and better, be open to trying maybe a little bit more complex systems. Because I think as time goes on, AI is not going to replace um, a good, a good um, visual design uh, person. What it's going to do is supplement them. So, you know, I mean, the best of both worlds is really what you want. You want somebody who's really great at visual design, creating amazing social posts, but then give them these amazing tools for them to work with. And the product is only going to get better and better and better. So my recommendation as of this show, September 12th, 2023 is Canva. Canva is awesome. Highly, highly recommend. If you want something that's a little bit simpler, but still puts out some nice stuff, give Predis.ai a chance. Okay. All right. Uh, his next question is, what is a digital brochure? So he didn't actually ask, what is a digital brochure? Sorry, Chris, I know you didn't ask that. What, what you were kind of asking for was give me an example, but obviously it's kind of hard to give you an example over the podcast, although I will try to explain it. A digital brochure is literally as simple as it sounds. It's literally the same brochure that you would print out if you sent the, the file um, to your print shop and said, hey, print me out 100 brochures. It's the same file, Chris. You just need a brochure that ultimately you can um, you can send digitally, right? <laughs> very, very easy. You just need to be able to send it via email or, or attach it as a link. So um, nothing complex, nothing crazy there. I don't have anything real special to point out for you as like, it's completely different. They're not... Um, it's that file. And and really, if you've had your brochures created by a print shop, they have the digital file. Just just call them and say, hey, I need the digital file for this brochure because we want to send it digitally. We want to attach it to emails. We want to attach it to various things. So it's no different, Chris, than your regular everyday brochure that I'm harping on you to make. Just when you make that brochure, 
um, there's usually a digital file that goes along with it. And I send more of those than real brochures. I bring real brochures absolutely everywhere I go. If I have a meeting, I have a real brochure on me. If I know that I'm going to be doing drops or something like that, I have a physical. But I love having the digitals because whenever I'm making my initial introductions, my soft introductions, I always attach a digital brochure because even if they don't respond to me, they probably click the brochure and read it. <laughs> like we just do that. That's what we do. So it, um, it gives you that soft introduction. It gives somebody something to pique their interest early. And that's ultimately what we want. So I have nothing crazy for you, Chris. There's nothing special about the digital brochure. It's just a digital version of the brochure that you created. Okay. All right. Thank you. The next question that Chris had is actually one of my favorites. I love talking about this, Chris. So thank you so much. Chris has reached out because he actually just started a new job in business development and he's killing it. And you know what? You're so smart, Chris, for even reaching out to ask these questions. Because when I, you know, started new jobs in, in business development, especially when I was younger, and I didn't have anybody to reach out to. So, you know, kudos to you. Kudos for you to uh kudos to you. <laughs> For having the bravery to reach out and ask me these questions, man, because I, you know, I, I don't mind helping new business development people or people who are looking to refine their craft, because the reality is we need more of you. We need more great business development people. And if, uh, if a little bit of input is all you need, for the most part, I do not mind helping. But your next question was, Kelly, do you have any advice for setting up a new rhythm when you start a new job? And I absolutely love starting new jobs. Why? Because it's like giving it's like giving a blank canvas to an artist. That's how I feel every time I start a new project. You know, when you start a new project, the sky's the limit. It really is. And this is this is never more true than business development. Because you get into a new position, and it's like, okay, great, find us new companies. They're all available. Go check them. I absolutely love this position. So kudos to you. And I'm I'm a little bit envious. I think you're in a really great place and I think you're gonna absolutely kill it. However, what would I do? Um, it's it's the process, right? So we have to start the process, Chris. So you're in a new place. I don't know whether it's a new new company, a new city, new opportunities all over the place. Um, you name it. But what you need to do is you need to start at the beginning, okay? So what we have to start with always is your advertising material. None of this matters if you don't have good advertising material. So what I need you to do is start out by evaluating your company's website and marketing materials, and then make a call as to whether or not you can work with them or not. Um, if you can work with them to start, but they still need improvement, that's cool. Start with what you got, but immediately put into action a plan that's going to improve this material, make it more relevant, make it more visually appealing. A lot of companies face the same problems, Chris. Their, mar their marketing material sucks. And I mean that in the best possible way. It's just when they designed it, they weren't thinking about it. They were thinking about how do we convey what we do, but they weren't thinking about how do we make this graphically or visually appealing and, and graphically interesting, right? So we have to make sure that we're advising and saying, look, you know, and do it in a nice way, especially if you're coming into a team and say, look, you know, this is great, but I think we could make it a lot better. And we need to think about the people we're targeting or millennials, short attention spans. And I think we could maybe improve the messaging here. or We could improve the visual appeal of this brochure and uh, try and get the buy-in to make those changes. Okay. Uh, once we have our website and our brochure and we're happy with them, um, then we have to start on our target list, right? So we got to sit down and we got to get specific, right? We talk about this, get specific, break it down by location, industry, maybe sub-industry, figure out 
what the opportunities are for your business. Where can you market these things to you? Where are your products or services relevant? Are there other industries or sub-industries they are also relevant? 99% of the time, the answer is yes. So it may not just be the big dogs. It could be the sub-dogs or you know the smaller, the smaller companies that support them can also use your product or service. And you need to break it down by different type of industry, right? Then we got to start doing our, our targeting. We got to start finding these people. So hop on LinkedIn, send your 100 digital introductions a week. Start adding them to the digital introduction stage. Attach a very short and sweet message. Attach your brochure, right? Um, move those people then into the contacted stage. Find their phone numbers, find their emails, and make a reach out. Reach out to them in person. Make a real a real introduction for the company, and then take it to a meeting, right? We always need to take it to the meeting. Ask for the meetings. And remember, if you ask, you get them. If you don't ask, you won't get them. The secret to getting meetings is we have to ask. So make sure that we are taking the time and we are asking for that face-to-face meeting. And I get it, could be a Teams, but you need to have that, that real interaction where you can have an actual conversation with another human and then and then sell your product there, okay? Um, at that point, we need to be asking for an RFI, RFP vendor list. How do we get on the vendor list? Do you have potentially a bid coming up that we could bid on? Um, can I send you a proposal? Remember, you can't sell anything without the proposal. You need to, you need to send proposals to win bids, okay? And then once we've done that, move them down to your account management stage, have them follow up with it for the for the closure of the deal or your sales team, have them close it. You, business development, go back to the beginning, rinse and repeat. If you can do this well, and remember too, I guess I didn't touch on it, but make sure that we're updating our CRM, right? Our CRM needs to be up to date on all of this process. But as long as we're doing this well, um, you're going to have great success. And it doesn't matter whether you're in a new city, new business, new company, the system works everywhere. Just take it back to the beginning, start over again, and find that new business over and over and over again. If you follow the principles, if you follow, if you hold yourself accountable, you're going to do really well. You just need to follow the business development basics that are taught throughout this podcast, okay? If you, if you go back and you follow those things and you're doing the cold calls, you're doing the digital introductions, you're taking it to a meeting, you're asking for the order, you're going to win a lot more proposals, okay? So uh, congratulations, but that's it, man. That's the rhythm. The rhythm works everywhere. Just keep doing it. All right. So that was Chris Eklund. Thank you, Chris, for uh, your continued contributions to the show. Our next question comes from a relatively new listener, Tim Rella. Tim, I appreciate you immensely. Um, you've been so kind since we've connected on LinkedIn. He's uh, he's tagged us multiple times, and we've had some pretty great conversations, and uh, I appreciate him. Um, but he mentioned that with his company that he's working at, they're using Salesforce. Um, he just came, I don't know if he just came into it or or what, or if he'd been there for a while. Sorry, Tim, I, I apologize. Um but he mentioned that sales Salesforce is clearly impressive, but it's not cost effective for his size of business. Do you have a recommendation for a cost effective option that can also track engagement and pipeline uh, visibility? So you know it, man, Tim. I I recommend PipeDrive. I really do. I think for cost effectiveness, um, for effectiveness in general, uh, uh, visibility, use, ease of use. Um, amount of data provided and the various levels you can buy if you need more from it. Pipedrive is where it's at. I would highly, highly recommend that you your team gives it a try. Um, yeah, there's probably other ones. You know, Pipedrive is really the one I recommend a lot because it's the one I have the most experience with. It's the one that at Capital we've chosen to use with all of our clients. Um, it just gives us a standard to work from. And it's a great standard, in my opinion. It's an absolutely amazing CRM. It scales with your business. There's And, and it's cost effective if you're a small business. So at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's the one that I want to kind of bring wherever I go. 
there's probably lots, Tim. And just because I talk about pipe drive does not mean that there's not other CRMs. And I'm talking to all my listeners. I talk a lot about pipe drive. It's just the one that I use the most, so I recommend it. But I'm sure there are lots of other options. Do your research. Figure out what it is you need in your business. Um, most of these CRMs, in my opinion, if they're if they're independent, they're not part of an ERP system, they're independent, they're probably designed in such a way that they are they are built for the salespeople. They are built for the business development people. They're built to be fast, you know? They're they're built with lots of horsepower. And that's what we need. We need something that's visually easy to see and work with, that moves quickly, but can also provide analytics and keep all of our data and integrate with a lot of systems. I would argue that probably most most of the CRM systems that you can buy kind of aftermarket or from an independent party are going to meet those criteria these days. However, um, I still highly recommend Pipedrive. So that would be the one that I would say, give it a go. I think you'll like it. I think they lay out everything really well. It's a drag and drop system that's very easy to use. Uh, sends you follow-ups, integrates with everything you need to integrate with, um, integrates with your email, your phone, whatever else. So highly recommend it, man. Just, uh, I'd say try Pipedrive. If that one doesn't do it for you, there's probably quite a few, but I would recommend that that's where you go. Cause yeah, I, I agree there, you know, there's these big, big, big dogs that have been around a long time and they're kind of designed for bigger companies at this point. And so they may not integrate well, uh, even though they do provide a lot of horsepower. All right. Uh, Tim's next question was if your ERP and CRM do not integrate well. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where should the information reside? Okay. Yes. Yes. I get this. Well, my argument would be Tim that they typically don't integrate well, even when they're built inside of one another, even when there's a CRM in an ERP, I find that it doesn't integrate very well because they're an afterthought. The people that are creating ERP systems are not thinking about how do we make this as smooth and easy as possible for the business development team? No, they're trying to make one product that somewhat works well for all teams. Sure. And you know, it's commendable. I just, in my opinion, and, and, you know, I just haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying it does not exist. So the people that build ERP software and they're like, Kelly's always talking crap about ERP. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, believe me. I, I see the benefit. I do. I see the benefit in business. What I'm suggesting is, is that at least to date, from what I've seen, the ERP systems that also have CRM systems do not integrate well. It, it's it's clunky. It's slow. It's not fast. It's not. It's it's an afterthought. Whereas the CRMs that are built for business development people, and that's all they do, they're not an afterthought. They're the main product. They do it really, really well and fast, which is what we need in business development. We need to be able to act quickly. We need our data organized. We need to be spending way more time doing actual business development, phone calls, emails, asking for meetings, attending meetings. We need to be doing that. We don't need to be doing a million hours of data entry or finding all this other stuff because the system's slow and clunky. There's better systems, okay? So all I'm, um, in this case, Tim, you did ask, though, what do you do? Um, and my suggestion would be this. I would only put into your ERP what you think is a done deal, what you think is 100% going to move into a customer. That would be, or maybe even make the stage where it hits your ERP, the point at which a contract is signed or the point at which money money exchanges hands in some way, right? Um, or a PO exchanges hands. That might be a good time to switch them over to the ERP because now you're actively working with them. The rest of the teams maybe need access. I don't know. I don't know if anything needs to be in the ERP before that point, in my opinion. Um, if I was in your shoes, 
this is probably the approach I would take. Anything that's still, you know, a prospect or something that hasn't closed, even if it's getting close, I think I would still keep all that data in your CRM. I would track everything in your CRM right up until it's transitioning over into a customer. Once it transitions into a customer, my opinion then would be to input that data um, from your CRM into your ERP and then maybe transfer uh, transfer uh, the use or, or the handling of that customer at that point forward from the ERP system. I think that might be a better route to take. And that would just be my suggestion, given your question. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of our September 2023 community questions. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with us today. Really appreciate that. Wanted to give just a little bit of information. If you've held on with us this long, um, the Business Development Podcast is looking for sponsors. We are at a point now where I am comfortable taking on sponsors. I I hadn't been for a long time. I wanted to get to a certain level. I think we have a good model in place that will be uh, bring great value, not just for the sponsors, but for us as well. And uh, if you would like to sponsor this show, please feel free to reach out to me. You can get me at podcast at capitalbd.ca or, uh, or yeah, you can reach out to us on the website at capitalbd.ca uh, in any way. And we will be happy to respond. We'll respond quickly. And uh, we would love to have a conversation with you and your business about sponsoring some episodes on the Business Development Podcast. One of the other things I wanted to touch on too is um, slowly doing that integration to YouTube. Obviously, it's an ongoing process. It's a lot of work. We are not a video podcast, right? We're an audio podcast, so it's audiograms. But if you enjoy watching on YouTube, and you know, I get it. There's lots of you. There's lots of you that like to watch on YouTube. So we are coming there. We are at 22 episodes to date. So would love it if uh, if you are following this show on, on Spotify or uh, LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever else you follow us. It would be amazing if you just come by our YouTube channel and give us a subscribe and uh, kind of help drum some interest that way. That would be really cool. But uh, we are coming to YouTube. So stick with us. Bear with us. Uh, I'm hoping to have all the episodes up there within about a month. Okay? All right. Shout outs today. We've had some, oh man, we've had a lot of chat, a lot of chatter this week uh, on the Business Development Podcast. Just some some amazing messages and some just really cool things. I, I... My gosh, you know, I, I don't know if I can talk about it yet, to be honest, because we had a listener reach out and talk about his success story in implementing all of these practices. And um, my gosh, it absolutely melted my heart. And I, I look forward to having him on the show to tell his story because I think it's an amazing story. And uh, I think we need more success stories like that. So I'm really excited. Uh, I have I, we're booking we're booking. So hopefully sometime in the next month, I will have that story for you. We have amazing guests coming. Coming, actually, we are booked solid, actually, for uh, for the month of September, heading into October. I think we're booking into mid-October right now for guests. So uh, I, I can't tell you. I appreciate it immensely. If you've been a guest on the show or if you enjoy the show and you've reached out, uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you immensely. Shout outs this week. Chris Eklund, David Steffen, Tim Rella, Aaron Haberman, Chloe Wu, David uh, Sobius. Don Moosey, Colin Harms, and Mercy Folian. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you so much. Uh, really looking forward to this next phase of the show. Until next time, this has been episode 63 of the Business Development Podcast, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been the Business Development Podcast with Kelly Kennedy. 
Kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the Alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020. His passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development. The show is brought to you by Capital Business Development, your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast. Business rock stars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision makers. With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of eight new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, Reach out to us at podcast at capital bd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capital bd.ca and let's partner for the future.